welcome to the Pleasurable Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rose, and business success and mindset coach, speaker, corporate dropout turned entrepreneur, and the host of the Embodied Coach Masterclass. And I am on a mission to inspire as many people as I possibly can to step into their power, recognize their unconditional worthiness, and ultimately build a life they are absolutely obsessed with. And through this podcast, I will be spreading my message along with some powerful guest speakers, and we will be talking all things business strategy, mindset, manifesting, and of course, making your success a pleasure-filled experience. So join us in making our reality exceed our wildest dreams. Jen, I know, I know we just spent like 20 minutes talking before this and it was so amazing to catch up. We spent like 40 minutes, 40 minutes. It went by like that. (laughs) I I love it. And I love you. And I'm so happy that we're doing this. Mm, I have to say, I want to praise for a second. You are probably my first online friend. (laughs) (laughs) My first online bestie, and we have just stayed connected throughout this year and a half, which has been absolutely amazing because we're on completely different sides of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I will never forget. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be sharing this. I was not planning on sharing this. (laughs) (laughs) One of our first conversations, I was planning on going to Thailand, which I already know what you're going to (laughs) say. which you live in. And I was asking for some tips. <laughs> I know I'm not even going to get it out. And something that I asked her was, um, yeah. So like the, what did I call it? Thai Taiwanese. Taiwanese. You're like, how do I get like, what's the Taiwanese currency or how do I get like Taiwanese money? Or you said something about, and I was like, you mean Thai bot? Like, yeah. It's Thailand. We're not in Taiwan. And you were like, oh my God, that is so. And I knew that's what you, like, I knew that you knew that. And that's yeah. why it was so funny. Oh God. <laughs> that was not one of my high moments. Talk about being a newbie. Oh, that was hilarious though. And it, it sparked a, a beautiful friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, okay. It was awesome. Little little intro, but Jen, why don't you tell (laughs) the listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? Ah, Wow. Okay. So, hmm. Where do I start? Okay. I'm going to start with my just plain identities, Mm, um, which I do a lot of things. So I always have a little bit of a a moment of like, are you ready? Whenever someone asks me like, what do you do? Cause it always seems to be the question that we're defined by. Yeah. <laughs> or the answer so we're true. defined by. And then I, and I'm like, Hey, do you have at least a minute to listen? Uh, but so as far as my identities are concerned, I teach yoga and meditation, um, yoga, both in like a sort of modern way, as well as honoring the traditional Vedic lineage, which is the like ancient Indian yoga, you can kind of see it as that. And I am a writer. So I write children's books, I write adult books, I ghost write, and then I also am a poet. So I write, I've written my own poetry book, which has been released. 
Um, yeah. Yes, Sarah like, gave yes, me a review. <laughs> yes, Thanks, girl. Bought it, got a review. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I also do coaching, but I kind of see it more as like guiding or like visually guiding people and um, basically like teaching people and facilitating processes for people to be able to see a clear differentiation between the mind or the ego or the shadows Mm. and the heart space or source or higher self and then creating this really beautiful um, like connection and communication between these two places and see how they can really work well together just creating this like effortless coherence between them and at first it feels super effortful and then after some time um it feels like a lot more natural and it's like oh my mind's doing this my heart's saying this okay I understand what's happening yes Uh, yeah so that's sort of what I do as far as (laughs) my egos or identities are concerned or when someone asks me what do you do I give them like a synopsis of that um but what I actually do I think is I play with words a lot mm-hmm. so both as a poet as a writer as an author as a ghostwriter that's kind of my job is to play with words um and I just manifest magic I manifest a lot And I remember my first ever time manifesting something that I can think of was when I was like six or seven and I wished for a puppy and there was no way my mom was going to get me a puppy. Like it was like completely out of the question. But do you remember like when you're a kid and you have those, uh, those fountains in the mall or. Yes. You throw a penny in. (laughs) Yeah. Back when pennies were a thing, I don't think they <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you throw a penny in and you make your wish. And so that is what I did. And every single time I was wishing for a dog. And I, you know, our, our ability to grasp onto linear time is quite challenging as a child. So I don't actually know how long I was doing this for. But long enough to actually have a dog appear. And I was like wishing for it so often. And it was like on my birthday, I remember wishing for it. Whenever there was a candle nearby, I would wish for it. Mm. And then a dog appeared. And then I started to like just wish for things. And of course, as a child, I don't see this as manifesting. But I wished for them in a way of like really believing that I would receive it, which as we Mm. know is one of the keys to manifesting and then that thing would appear and um for example going to visit my grandmother in Spain when I was eight that was another thing or um getting or wanting a younger sibling even though my mom like couldn't have kids anymore and then she ended up going into foster care and adopting and like this sort of stuff and Fast forward like 20-ish years later and I start to actually learn about the concept of manifesting and uh, thankfully I was already established in like the spiritual community for maybe the last like 
really with intention the last eight years or so. Mm-hmm. And so when manifesting came up, it didn't really sound super foreign to me. And it was more of like an odd concept that I was just sort of trying to grasp without actually realizing that it was what I was already doing. Yes. Um, and then so in recent years, once I started to learn like actually the power that I have as a manifester, not that it like totally matters, but my human design is a manifester. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. I'm a manifesting generator. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Oh my God. How- yeah, you are. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> not even I get that a lot that's so funny I I like just started dabbling into human design and like that's um Tiffany I had her on the podcast as well and she said the same thing she's like I'm not surprised I'm like oh okay (laughs) I feel like you are totally a manifesting generator 100% well I'm taking it as a compliment so thank you (laughs) it is it totally is it totally is um, cause it means that you have intention to achieve what you want to achieve and you make it happen. Mm. Even if it requires work, you're like, I'm doing this. Commitment, so, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> All um, right, back to Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about you. No, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it kind of ended up like becoming something that I started to play with a little bit more. And the first really big thing that I manifested with full on intention was just a couple of years ago um, when I manifested my now husband. Mm. And when we actually first started talking, I think that Flo and I were still friends. Yeah. <clears throat> you were, I and, think you were in New Zealand when we first connected. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And I, it's funny actually, because sometimes we will manifest things that are very surprising to us. And I say that because we don't necessarily expect that we're going to manifest it. And then it's like, suddenly we receive almost a download and that download is telling us like, you know, you will do best for your highest good if you manifest this thing or you'll be able to serve best or you'll be able to serve the greatest toll if you manifest this thing right now Mm. and which is why I kind of see like manifestation and intuition as very similar if not even the same thing at times absolutely I'm so on board with this I I feel like I know where where you're going yeah (laughs) Right? Because when we manifest something, I'm sure that like people who are listening, I definitely have had this experience. I'm sure you have too. Uh, we manif- we try to manifest some things and they just like don't work out. And there are usually the things that don't work out from my experience. I can speak for myself or I can speak for students of mine um, are generally things that are coming from a place of greed mm-hmm. or gluttony or... Um, wanting to fill some sort of void within ourselves Mm -hmm. and then they don't happen and then we're like fuck spirituality sorry can I swear yes hell yes you can (laughs) (laughs) so so they're like yeah fuck spirituality like this is bullshit I don't like this it doesn't work and it's just like yeah but are you really manifesting for like 
the greater good or are you just manifesting like more money so that you can like buy the newest Louis Vuitton bag now sometimes that would actually serve something because um maybe the process of you getting like this new Louis Vuitton bag is the reason that you're trying to manifest the Louis Vuitton bag like sometimes the manifestation isn't actually about the result but it's about some process that's happening before after that Mm. thing you're giving me chills 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 this is so (laughs) so good (laughs) yes yes good i'm glad you like it and so when we do want to you know manifest these things it can sometimes feel very challenging when things don't happen Mm -hmm. because then we're like i don't believe in this shit and obviously it's just like woo woo mm-hmm. or I, or I'm not fit for it. I was just going to say that too. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I, I just can't do it. I'm not good at it. And I think what's really important to say in, in this space too, is like our constant state of being is manifesting. Like we are always, always manifesting. It's just doing it in a conscious way. Um, that's the differentiation that I think needed to be made. And I, yeah, love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's like, mm, so, okay. Without getting into jargon. So I'm just going to say in yoga philosophy in traditional yoga philosophy, there's this thing that suggests that we will successfully receive something if we if we are wanting it from a place of awareness and a place of already being established in our own being and connected to our source. Yes. If we are not connected to that, then it's like we're sort of, okay, think of it as like we're on a line. We're on like a beam, a very long, never-ending beam. And as we start to walk on this beam it's very easy to like fall off the beam the best time to manifest something is when we're on the beam but let's say like you have somebody with a let's just go to like the super far-fetched thing you have somebody with a drug problem they're not Mm -hmm. on the beam and they're like fully let's say addicted to like crystal meth we're going like really far (laughs) (laughs) and if you have somebody that's super high on crystal meth all the time that isn't connected to their source what are they going to manifest probably more drugs mm-hmm. right yes. and this may manifest to serve them in some sort of way to teach them another lesson maybe to teach people around them lessons uh, but it's not necessarily something that will happen whereas if this person perhaps, you know, did some, maybe had some crazy conversation with somebody that made them feel very connected. And then they, in that moment, tried to manifest something in particular. It's like, maybe that other something, maybe that other something was they wanted to connect with their child that they haven't Mm. seen in a long time. And it's like, for that moment of that manifestation, they were thrown back onto the beam. And they were fully in alignment again. And even if they dropped off the beam afterwards, they were on the beam when they made that manifestation. It happened. Yes. Yeah. Or when they, when they felt that intuitive 
desire. And they had that connection when they wanted that thing. Mm -hmm. And then they end up reconnecting with their child. And, you know, perhaps that makes them release their drug problem, or it makes them share some sort of story with friends that also have drug problems. And then it helps them overcome their drug problems. Mm. And sometimes when we manifest things, the reasons behind them are like, we can't even see the reason behind it. There is a boat that is coming by. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah. By the way, you guys, she literally lives on the beach in Thailand. (laughs) I'm just going to (laughs) wait. That's amazing. That's super loud. Yeah. Hey man. Yeah. I could probably wave to this guy. <laughs> We're jealous. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here in the snow and you have a boat driving by you. It's fine. <laughs> it happens like every morning at like 5 a.m. too. They come by oh. and I'm like every morning at like 4.50 putting in the earplugs. Oh God. As preparation. <laughs> all right. It's all it's I also I live on like a point. So when a boat comes by, they like go around the point. So like you can hear them for like a a little bit of time. Okay. I think, is it better now? Better. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, in short, in summary, let's tie this in together. Let's come full circle. When we are, um, you know, I don't want to like say like when we're in a place of manifesting from alignment, just because that it's like, what does that actually mean? But when we're able to connect to our greatest heart's desire, that's when a manifestation is actually real because that greatest heart's desire is also tapping into some sort of intuitive impulse or some sort of, it's almost like it's channeling something. And so you're manifesting from that place of channeling instead of just manifesting uh, like something random you know if we we can manifest like money all the live long day Mm -hmm. and I mean we have to really believe it we have to really like see ourselves as worthy of that or see as much as I don't really agree with deserving and undeserving in this sense like we do really need to see ourselves as deserving yes um but at the same time that's only going to last for so long until we start to prove to the universe that we're actually using it for like the highest good yes and we're using it to benefit not just our like greed we're using it to you know maybe it's we were talking about this a little bit before maybe it's like sustaining us a little bit so we have the extra space to um serve on some sort of like volunteer weekend thing for people with mental health uh challenges or something like that and it's it's almost like the money that we then receive from manifesting it serves so much more than just ourselves, mm-hmm. but serves, yeah, serves like the collective. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. something that came to me when you were speaking is, you know, coming from this heart centered space. And what came to me was what you desire is destined for you. And there's Mm. such, there's such an important place that you get to go into from like manifesting from ego and manifesting from your heart. 
And I, we were, we were just talking about this Mm -hmm. before too. Like I, I had my highest paying month in business. And then I was like, Oh, nope, I'm not enough because now I'm trying to reach this goal. And so now there's this gap and I was feeling not enough. And I had this realization that this new goal I was reaching for as much as I would love it. And I'm so open to it. I also realized that was coming from a place of not feeling enough, which is ego. Mm -hmm. And so I got to, to choose to go back to my heart space to figure out how can I feel and embody being enough now Mm -hmm. um, and feel safe with my current income, right? Because there's no way I can expand my capacity to receive more and grow my business and grow my income and build my wealth if I'm not feeling safe where I'm currently at. Um, And so that just really spoke to me when you were like manifest manifesting from the heart and know that like, it's, it's literally channeling. It's like you were destined for that desire. You have that desire because it's coming from source and it's meant for you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm like, so fe- I'm like, really, I'm actually like feeling the dense energy of this, like really good dense energy. Yeah. Well, <sighs> this is good. I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I'll, I'll yeah. let you continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what I should continue with. <laughs> or should I go from here? I guess there's just like a lot to There's to a share. lot to unpack let me, for sure. Let me just, just give me like a second. Yes. <sighs> I think something that is really important when we're wanting to create the life that we want when we're wanting to make our dream become our reality is to notice that your dream already is your reality and if we were to be able to do that on a regular basis that's when like that's when thing magic really starts to occur mm. because hmm, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a metaphor that could be like relatable. Okay. Um, think about, think about when it comes to like a magnet <clears throat> and this magnet is, in you know it's embodying its magnetness <laughs> yes it's be it's being itself <laughs> it's being itself it's like i'm established as a magnet and it wants to attract more magnets um but it's already like i know that i'm a magnet so obviously it it's you know it's a it's a fucking magnet it can bring it brings other magnets to it that's just like how it works of course if they're opposing things and opposing you know what I'm talking about like the plus minus yeah plus minus (laughs) (laughs) wow science okay not my strong (laughs) (laughs) what's it has to do with science of the breath I'm like what the fuck's happening right (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh and so it's like if you put a magnet like this that knows it's a magnet in a bowl and then around this bowl there's like all of the other magnets they're just going to immediately like draw in itself to this magnet now let's say you take um a magnet that let's say 
doesn't know it's a magnet or it, it doesn't realize that it's the opposing or the same the same uh, plus, maybe like this magnet yep. is a plus and then the other little magnets are also pluses yes. and then it puts itself into this bowl and all the other magnets run away. And it's like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? But it's like really just, just embody that plusness and really like feel into that plusness of the magnet. Fuck, I hope your listeners are understanding this. <laughs> and then yeah, all they'll of- They'll catch on. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, so- <laughs> And then all of the, the negative magnets come into the base of the plus magnet. And then it's like, yeah, because it started to embody what it actually is. And it started to, um, you know, just bring in all the other little, little magnets. Like really think, think about anything that when you put that thing down, um, everything else that like kind of attracts to it, like brings itself to it, even like with fire, like you light a fire, the fire becomes bigger. Yeah, you know, the fire becomes grander, that piece of fire knows that it's a fire, it's embodying fire. That's a way better metaphor. And (laughs) so then it starts to grow, it starts to get bigger. But that single little fire isn't like begging the rest of the fire to grow. It's simply doing a really great job on its own. Now, when you start a fire and that one little fire isn't doing that great of a job, you can think of yourself as the universe. Maybe the universe is just kind of being like, this fire just needs to sort of lessen a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so then it it doesn't create like, you know, the, the airflow that's necessary. It doesn't place the kindling in the right place. It as in you. And therefore, the fire just diminishes. But when we are in need of a fire, when we are really like needing to warm ourselves up or dry ourselves off or something like that, and we're in a place of like, okay, so I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make the airflow perfect. I'm going to put the leaves where I need to put the leaves, the little sticks where I need to put the little sticks. And the fire is just going to start to erupt into something real and larger. And then it so easily begins to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like that as far as manifestation. And you, like, you can't be fire wishing to be water. Mm-hmm. You can, but think of like when you pour water on a fire, it's just like, psh, yes. it makes all this like weird ass noise. And it like even sounds uncomfortable. Yes. yes. You know? So like embodying what you want to grass so coming back to like what I said before of if you believe that you are not living your dream life firstly write what your dream life is down Mm -hmm. give yourself like a little bit of space maybe do a meditation or do something that feels grounding for you or can kind of give you a bit of a restart take a shower like whatever that may be and then come back to what you wrote down in your dream life and then notice why you're wanting those things yes so for example a lot of people are like I want to just like live on the beach with a coconut and that's my dream life but you are not manifesting living on the beach with a coconut to live on the beach with a coconut you're manifesting that because you want the feeling that it brings you so how can you notice that you already actually are receiving that feeling you have that feeling in other things that you do 
maybe there's a moment that you take where you sit on your patio and you're drinking like a hot tea. Sure. It's very different, but it gives you that same feeling of joy or freedom or pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I would love to add cultivating the feeling, Mm. you know, like we, we have the power of a human being to cultivate the emotion and which we desire. And this cool. is, this is truly a superpower that we don't utilize enough. You know, our, our imagination is a superpower and, you know, something that works so incredible for me, probably the manifesting generator in me is to get super specific and I'm a specific manifester, um, but to get super specific with my visual, my visualization, And so a a daily practice is seeing myself in Tulum uh, with a red bikini on the beach and embracing it just like, wow, like I'm here and I'm celebrating something. I don't know what I'm celebrating yet, but I see that. And more importantly, I feel that every single day. And so I know it's already on its way to me. Like it's already destined to happen, Mm. but that feeling, you know, if you're feeling that lack of like, Oh, I don't know. I I don't know why I want this. Like you go back to the feeling like, can, and can you allow yourself to feel that now just through the power of visualizing it, like cultivating that, that feeling is such a powerful method that I, I personally use every day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like seeing how it already exists, magnetizing that, making it bigger and cultivating the feeling when we feel like it's just not there in that moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's like so many meditations that we can do on this and like, whether it's just self-induced meditation or which like is fucking powerful. And, you know, I know that there's definitely people that are like, yeah, yeah, visualizing whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it actually does work. And all of the people that are like, yeah, yeah, visualizing whatever are people that either have never tried it mm-hmm. or have half-assed tried it like a few times. Yeah, absolutely. And were expecting something grand and didn't receive yeah. something grand. There's actually like for anyone that's listening of really, if you're like, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this, but I don't really want to like commit to anything or whatever. There's a great... Um, I can send you the link if you want to include it in like, the yeah, I'll put it in the show a, notes. Cool. There's a really solid, um, like abundance meditation by Bob Proctor that was, Love he was invited him. to do it right by Vishen Lakiani of Mind Valley, mm. and, um, which like vision, super dope. Bob Proctor is super dope. Yeah. Obviously this is going to be super dope. And <laughs> it's like really, really beautiful because remember that like abundance isn't just finances. That is Mm. like the highest misconception of what abundance is. You know, like every every single person that is listening to this podcast has abundance in their life and they just need to see it. So if you're listening and you're like, no, Jen, you're full of shit. Mm. I do not have abundance in my life. Well, it's like, look around, you know, do you have water? Do you have an abundance of water? You obviously have technology, Mm -hmm. so you are able to afford technology. You're able to afford streaming this podcast. You're able to listen, 
You know, you have your hearing, you have your senses, at least some of your senses, that's mm-hmm. abundance, you know, and just really like recognizing that we already have and, and cultivating the, this feeling. Yes. Yeah. Abundance is not something you acquire. It's something you tap into that. That was like such a mind. Can you repeat that? Yes, ma'am. Abundance is not something you acquire. It's something you tap into. (laughs) Everyone write that down. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Write write it down, my loves. It's such a powerful aha moment that I personally had because I was always on like, oh, I had to acquire all this abundance. Like, oh, wait, (laughs) hold on. I get to tap into that. I get to choose that, you know, and that's something that I've been practicing and playing with too, is like choosing abundance so that abundance can choose me and allowing more of it into my life. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. I'm so happy you brought that up. I feel like our messages are, are so aligned and we communicate Mm -hmm. them so like uniquely. Mm -hmm. I love, I love this. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So my question for you is, you were, you spoke about manifesting your, your now husband flow. Mm -hmm. I would love for you to speak on how you were able to manifest that. And like, yeah, walk us through that journey, because I know there's a lot of listeners who are like trying to, trying to manifest their, their soulmate, trying to manifest a man in their life or a woman. And um, (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah. Would you like to speak on that? Yeah. So Okay. What's funny is that that journey actually started because I was uh, seeing this, like, I'm not going to name him because he's probably, I can tell you after, but he, he's like a pretty big yogi. Mm. And I learned actually the, the meditation practice that I still two years later do every single day, twice a day um, from him. And, and now like diving deep into that lineage. So thank you. I will always honor and remember this man. And he was in a space when we met where he was like, I want a partner. Um, I want children in the next couple of years, which is like definitely not the page that I'm on. Mm. But <clears throat> he was like, yeah, I want a partner. Blah, blah, blah. At the time, I was like really just enjoying like I've been traveling already for years I was just enjoying this fluidity of, of, you know, having these beautiful romantic relationships of anywhere between like a night to a couple of weeks with like different exotic, like genuinely good men. Mm, yeah. And I was like, I like this. I'm just going to keep doing that. I started to like really, like really own my feminine power. I don't know if this is like too much, but I'm going to say it anyways. Say like- it. We are here for it. <laughs> I, I was even like, uh, <laughs> I would, I was so much in my power and, and comfortable with myself and really like self-loving myself up to the point that if I had like a man over had like maybe this, I would have days, this happened a couple times where I like would meet a guy in the surf. I was living in Sri Lanka. And then meet him in the surf around like say sunrise or whatever. And then we would like hang out for the day. And then that evening we like, you know, things would get heated and I would be like, so just so you know, if we have sex, I want to sleep alone. 
And I had never seen myself as someone like that. Cause I was always like, no, I have to like have a whole night and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And, but I was warning them. I was telling them, I did this a couple of times. Like I, I put a disclaimer there, yes. but I was like, so loving myself that I was like, I would love that um, intimate connection, but I would really just love to be in my own company after mm. and like cuddle with myself. That's and beautiful. Yeah. Like it just like, so my self-love was like super high and I was never looking for these men. They just sort of, and they were all really beautiful people, like really, really good people. Yeah. But then when this one came into my life, um, he's very forward. He's a really good person. He's a yogi. So he has a very like kind of yogi mindset and when he said to me, like, I want a partner, I want kids, blah, blah, blah. I was like in this like huge, like self-loving state Mm. that I was like, I just want to stay in self-love. I don't want to, to like, no, like I was like, felt like I was suffocating when he told me all of this. So then didn't work out. But at the same time, it's like it cracked something open inside of me. Mm. And then afterwards, I was like, wait, do I want something like this? And then I had a conversation with him about it. We still chat every so often. And he was like, maybe I just like cracked like some sort of love open inside of you. Like I cracked that egg. And he was like, like, I'm looking forward to seeing like how you're going to direct it and use it. And at the time I was like, yeah, I'm just going to bring it all back to myself. I'm just going to bring it all back to myself. Cause that's what I had been doing for like, for a while. I had previously had a relationship that was so distracting. It brought me so far out of that. So I was very much like in, in that, like, just bring it all onto me. But then like, so soon after that, I think like maybe a week later, I was like, okay, I actually think that I am in a place where I want a partner. Mm. And, and then I was like, definitely don't want kids right now, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely want some sort of something. Yeah a little bit confused about what it was. So I started to journal about it a little bit. And then I started to write a letter to the universe and I wrote a letter to the universe saying, and this was my first time, like really trying to manifest something this intentionally. Mm. Um, And something that was like manifesting a partner is very out of our control. Yes. When we, you know what, like, well, if we're trying to manifest something like a job it's a little bit more in our control because remember that manifestation isn't just um, uh, like you, I'm going to wish for this. And then it it appears. Absolutely. Like it takes action. Yeah. And there's, there's something too with like, you know, like you said, manifesting a job or manifesting money or manifesting, you know, your dream car or whatever um, versus manifesting a soulmate because it takes two. You know, it takes two to be in that frequency together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's a lot for the universe to like to handle because 
if there, cause then the universe is like, okay, I need to like line these two individual souls up, which is why it's really important that when we're manifesting, we're following in the Vedic tradition, we call it following charm, which is, which essentially means like following those intuitive impulses. But sometimes that can just sound a little bit like, what does that really mean? So do whatever just feels charming in the moment or what feels like it's like what feels the most like yummy. Like for example, um, going to a specific cafe, like yes. going to the cafe that feels the most just like, Oh, that I just feel charmed to go there yes. and like following that because that is how our manifestations begin to align our, themselves. Follow you know? your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> follow your fucking pleasure. If yes. the pleasure is calling you, follow that shit. Um, and so I just need to adjust myself. And yeah, so I started to write this letter to the universe. And I was sharing like, you know, this is what I'm going to do in return for this. I'm going to like be the best partner I can possibly be. I'm going to have this relationship to do good for the world, not just for myself and the other. Um, I'm going to like, I really am. am, I'm going to like be so grateful for this and la la la. And was really just like kind of word vomiting as to everything I wanted, everything I wanted to uh, share and give an offer as a, like as a thank you also, as like maybe a prerequisite <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, then I did like a number of different ceremonies like full moon shit lighting shit praying out loud for shit actually no at the time I never prayed for anything out loud I was just like wanting it yeah and then fast forward some time now okay the following couple of months I like uh, I was in Sri Lanka at the time I went to Bali and it's like everywhere, every cafe I went to, every yoga class I went to, everything I did, I was like, am I going to find my partner here? Am I going to find my partner here? Mm. Is he going to be here? Like it was like, it was almost like an obsessive thought. Yeah. And it was just so not helpful. Like so, so not helpful. And then eventually fast forward a little bit of like a couple of months. And I remember sitting in a restaurant with a friend of mine and my friend was volunteering in this restaurant and I was like Kieran I have been manifesting or trying to manifest this partner for like three months and usually I manifest very small things so like I'll manifest like a fling or I'll Mm. manifest like a little bit of money or I'll manifest a new surfboard or something like that or I'll manifest greater joy yeah and so it will come pretty quickly And so I was saying to, and this is like somebody who at the time was 21, but it's probably the wisest 21 year old. I I love that. (laughs) Such a sage. Oh yeah. He's like Ram Dass, but in a 21 year old. (laughs) Um, And he was like, Jen, you can't just manifest something as big as a partner and expect it to show up right away. Like it takes time for the universe to bring this together it's two whole energetic fields that the universe is trying to bring together yes give it a break and it was like that conversation just allowed me to be like okay got it surrender 
And then fast forward, say like a few more weeks. And I was talking to a girlfriend of mine on the phone and we were talking about just like classic hippie shit, manifesting, environmentalism, <laughs> peace and love, this kind of stuff. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> and something that I told her was like, yeah, I'm manifesting a partner right now. And then she was like, have you said it out loud? Like, have mm. you actually like said it to the universe, not just to a person? And I was like, I get, and I had didn't really use that technique to manifest. Yeah. Um, I use it a lot now. And I was like, okay. And I just, after I got off the phone with her, like felt a little bit silly because it feels kind of weird doing it at first. And mm. I just like sat on my bed and was like, I'm ready for this partner. And I am so grateful for however it arrives. That is, was this like pivotal moment for me. And two days later, I ended up having, I knew Flo, like my, my husband, I knew him at the time, he knew me, he was actually the owner of the restaurant that I was sitting in when I talked to my friend Kieran, wow. when, my, when he was like, yeah, you just have to wait for the universe to align and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like crazy. you guys already had found each other. You're already in each other's <laughs> world. It's like, wow. <laughs> and then two days later, um, we met because he was offering like free EMDR sessions at the time because he was just like learning how to guide them. And I, I like anything that comes to like self-development, like sign me up. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, oh, I want to do one. And then that's kind of like how we met. And then we just became like best friends. So I would actually voice to him like, yeah, I'm manifesting this partner. He had this intention of like being single because he was like in a relationship for so long. We hung out like every single, like he was literally like my brother. Mm. And then I had a, se- a coaching session with my coach at the time who I ended up working with for like two years. She's fucking epic. Yes. And, <laughs> and she was like, okay. Cause she was looking at my like list of requirements and she was like, I don't like this list. Like she's very like blunt and straightforward. And, yeah. Like, I'll tell you how it is. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, like you have that you want them to be of like Indian descent. Like, why does that matter? <laughs> I was like, because then they're more like yoga, you know? And, and she's like, someone can be yoga without being of Indian. Someone can be yoga without being a yoga teacher. And I was just like, Oh shit. Like, I guess that's true. Yeah. Another boat is passing by. So if you need me to repeat anything, <laughs> let me know. I, I'm uh, curious. Are you, are you of yoga? Or I mean, of um, Indian descent? No. No. <laughs> I just like, I love Indians. They're like very romantic people. Um, is this annoying? Can you still it's okay. It? Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Just a nice background noise. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And then she made a really good point because, and this is like also a key to manifesting, which is, okay, she's like, I'm seeing a lot of like qualities that you want this person to have, but what about like what you want them to bring in the relationship and what you want, what you want to bring into the relationship? And she was like, like, what is it that you have with, for example, one of my best friends, Sid? What is it that you have with Sid that you would want to have in your relationship? Mm. 
So I was like, well, we can literally hang out like next to a dumpster and have a great time. So I want that in a relationship. Um, And I started to sort of look at like my closest friendships and pick up the things that I loved the most about these different friendships and things that would be important to have with a life partner. Because if you're going to spend your life with someone, it has to be like a very fun aligned relationship uh, filled with the things that lift, that raise your vibration, that make you feel doped. Absolutely. Right. And then I was like, oh, wow. And I started <laughs> to, oh, Kaylin, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was and, deep. <laughs> right. So I wrote down, I only wrote down like six or seven things. Like, it's not like I had this huge ass list. But it was like a sense of adventure. But like, what does that mean? Like, do they kiss you in the rain? Will you like go on a hike no matter how muddy it is? Like, what does it actually mean? And so I started to get very clear on this sort of stuff. And then like a couple weeks after that, Bo and I had been friends for like maybe two months at the time. And then I, and I wasn't so much thinking about the partner as much anymore. It was almost like a bit of a joke with like our friends so I was just like yeah Jen's manifesting a partner whatever she's waiting for it to mm-hmm. occur mm-hmm. and even Flo like I would like talk about sex and he's like oh my god Jen you need to get laid and now he has a joke where he's like well no one else was doing it so I just <laughs> love it <laughs> I'm like oh my god but so so then he but or Kaylin my coach at the time was like naming all these different people off she was she's also like one of my closest friends which when you have Mm. like your coach as like one of your closest friends it's almost like you're kind of always being coached to a degree so absolutely that's special that's really nice yeah definitely and so we would be at like a cafe or something and we're also collaborating on I like kind of worked for them in their company. Mm. <clears throat> and as we were having a meeting one time there, we were at a cafe and there was like this really cute guy. And she was like, go talk to him, go talk to him. Like, just like, she was like really put, like really being a coach in this situation. Like, like a coach on a football field, like get uh-huh. your ass out there. And then I would, but of course it would be cool. And I, so I started approaching guys and it was like, kind of scary at first but of course like men are always receptive almost always receptive to that Mm -hmm. and so that was like really beautiful and but then it like kind of got to a point where Kaylin didn't want to say anything I guess about flow but then she was like okay because there were like four guys at the time that were like really good friends of mine but also like interested in me and I was like yeah I don't know and Kaylin was like why don't you give him a chance I'm like I don't know and then she one day was like, what about flow? And I was like, and I just started well. to laugh. And I was like, no, that's so weird. And so basically the moral of the story is if we manifest something, manifest it for your highest good. Don't wish for a specific ethnicity of a person, but wish for or notice what you want them to bring you yes. and what you're willing to bring them and what you both will bring the relationship. And then just trust whatever package it arrives in. 
without resistance to it. Yeah. And receive it, receive it. Even if you have like a little bit of resistance, like it's, it's okay to have some resistance. It's natural. It's human. Like let's not beat ourselves up about it, but let's not like marinate in that resistance for any longer than we need to. I love that marinate in the resistance. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit, just enough to like get that, just release that resistance yep. and then, and then, you know, surrender to it. And yeah, like, don't be surprised about the packages that these sorts of things arrive in. And what's important is all along the way that we're following that charm and yeah. trusting if you don't follow the charm for like a second, or if you don't follow the charm for a day, maybe you're having an off day or something, don't beat yourself up. But like the, the universe is fucking powerful. Like trust in the universe and trust that the universe is going to give you another charming um, sensation to mm-hmm. follow just because you missed one charming thing doesn't mean that it's like okay you don't get your partner now Mm, you have to wait another year or something yeah following all those intuitive impulses I feel like that that goes back to like oh no no no. I I loved it I love hearing about how people ended up together so thank you thank you for sharing it and you dropped some gold nuggets in there as well so thank you yeah Um, it kind of reminded me when you were like you know it's okay if you don't follow, follow that one or trust that one charm or intuitive nudge. It reminded me of like, you, you always have an opportunity to get back up, up on that beam that we were talking about earlier, you yes. know? And yes. like, I spoke about this um, recently about you, you're human and you're going to have bad days. And that doesn't mean that you can't still remain magnetic. That doesn't mean that you stop manifesting or you're manifesting something out of alignment. Now, like you said, let yourself sit in the resistance for a minute, feel, heal, move forward. And that, that that's it. Like that is how you can experience a shit day, not be feeling like your highest self or not trust those little intuitive nudges and still trust that you are manifesting in the most beautiful way and in, in the way that's meant for you. It's so important. Like I, I used to beat myself up so fucking much, Jen, if I was having a bad day, I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be high vibe all the time. And I'm not feeling high vibe. And it was like this vicious cycle, like, oh my God. Um, but it's like, yes, just surrendering to it and accepting it is chef's chef's kisses, you know, Mm. (sighs) that's the magic. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Surrendering to it, accepting it, being open to it, being open to it, not working out too. Like Mm. do not place like all of your energy into one thing to the point where it's like, oh my God, if this doesn't work out, then it means that like, I'm a failure yeah. or it means that like, I don't deserve it. Like if it doesn't work out, it doesn't fucking work out. Like just yeah. trust that. Like you're not the center of the universe, yes. <laughs> you know, the universe also knows, I would like to believe knows a little bit more than the shadow mm, or a yeah. lot more than the shadow. So this is why it's also important and why I work so much with people to differentiate between these two voices, because it's so easy to get mixed up and be like, wait, who's talking right now? Ah, there's so many voices in my head. There's so many voices and sensations in my body. Like what, what is, you know, but 
just like trusting yourself, trusting it's all going to work out and doing the things that keep us like in a high vibration because manifestation is easiest when we're in a high vibration. Mm -hmm. And what that means is like, just notice the things that make you feel really good. Is that playing basketball? Is that meditation? Is that having a really deep and meaningful conversation with someone? Is that going for a run? you know, and doing these things that make you feel good to like keep your like little DNA crystals activated and light and beautiful. (sighs) That is literally the foundation of pleasurable success, like to, to the T because like everyone to some extent is in search of manifesting success. And I don't mean just success as like, you know, money or in business, but like success in life, success and happiness, success in the bedroom, success in the kitchen. <laughs> like we're all mm-hmm. like seeking some form of success. Um, but we get so caught up on doing, 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 doing that we don't actually enjoy the process. We don't actually trust that oh, success can be pleasurable. And I can love the process of becoming successful, not just focus on the fact that I'm not there yet. Mm. And like you just said, like following your pleasure, what makes you feel so good and prioritize that daily, you know, because you're, people think that, oh, once I've achieved something, then I'm worthy of that pleasure, you know? And it's like, no, it's quite the opposite. Like you are worthy of it now and more will flow into your life. I'm so happy you spoke to that. My dog just sneezed. Sorry if you heard that. (laughs) Um, I didn't really hear it. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, that's, you know, the, the foundation of this, this podcast, because I want everyone to know that they can experience pleasurable success, not success that burns them out or makes them stressed out or makes them feel not enough, you know, like living your, I know this sounds so cliche, but living your best life now in the present Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And also like trusting if you like are experiencing some sort of burnout, you know, Mm -hmm. through like trying to achieve success, trusting where that's taking you, trusting the lessons that are coming along with this and actually learning the lessons. And I think the key here is like commitment to growing and changing. Mm -hmm. The world is always changing. The universe and the vibration and the magnetic field in the universe, like in quantum physics, this is like science everything is always changing and evolving. So if we stay Mm -hmm. the same, it's like, we're actually going backwards. Yes. So, and there's like, you know, oh my God, this huge ego thing that can sometimes get in the way where it's like, I'm not changing for anybody. And it's just like, yeah, but what about yourself? Yeah. (laughs) About changing your worldview just slightly so that you can make your relationship more harmonious Mm. or so you can recognize that you have like abundance already in your life or like whatever it may be and like there's so much value in like growing and changing and I've worked with people who um, are super available for that to that and willing to do that and where they go is so beautiful and I've also worked with people who are very stubborn and they're like no one will change me. Um, Mm. I don't want to admit to my wrong. Like I've worked with like a couple 
people who people who are like actually very established in like this this the system of the masculine almost yes totally so resistant to it and then everything in their life sort of starts like crashing a little bit mm-hmm. and they're like why is it crashing like I'm learning all this stuff I'm like yeah are you learn you're learning it but are you actually implementing it because exactly. I've been we've been talking about you implementing it for like three months now but is anything implemented like what are yeah. you paying me for if you're not going to implement this sometimes yes. I'm like dudes like you, you can't just have an hour-long conversation every two weeks and expect that to change your life. You, yes. you have to do the work in between, you know, like your clients, like you can't have like an hour, like you and I like coach people in very like different areas, but it's the same thing. Like same. you can't, if so, if you have a client and this client's like, yeah, I'm just going to come to a session with you for one hour, but I'm not actually going to implement anything that I've learned. It's like, yeah, what? That's, that's, There's just not, yeah, there's just a disconnect, you know, there, there's a difference between like learning and understanding and embodying and embodying comes through implementation, through application of what you are actually learning. And Mm -hmm. I, I can't stress this enough on the first call that I have with every single one of my clients, I tell them that that sentence there is a difference between understanding and learning and embodying and that is literally why my program is called the embodied coach because they are embodying what they're learning to manifest what they are feeling worthy of what they what what they desire yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so true like take the action like apply it embody it be it you know be it and do it having the masculine and the feminine like we, we were just talking about yeah, it's so yes. important. And, and I feel like that's truly where the disconnect is because I've had people come to me and they're like, oh, I've read all the books. I've done courses. I've done X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, are you embodying those things? And then, then there's like a question mark, like, hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so yeah. important. So important it's to so apply, important. apply this magic. Yeah. Mm, not just learn the magic but do it it would it's almost like if you go to the dentist and the dentist is like yeah okay brush your teeth and you're like okay I've learned how to brush my teeth but you right never actually- <laughs> exactly that's like the perfect analogy <laughs> yeah. oh I love that oh yeah mm. yeah yeah all right I would love to ask you Two, two more, (laughs) two more questions. Yeah. Um, The first one is just like your insight into meditation. I feel like you have been such an inspiration and such a guru for me when it comes to meditating. I like, I do your YouTube videos. Like I look up, (laughs) I swear I do them every morning. Um, Oh my God. Love it. Yeah. yeah, I love, love I love them too. And so I would love for your insights just around for someone who might be starting to meditate and someone who's ready to take their meditation. I'm talking to myself here um, to the next level. (laughs) Mm. Um, And what I mean by that is I'm, I still feel I'm so reliant on guided meditations. Like can't, Mm -hmm. can't break up with them yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone in my situation, who's like been meditating, but they want to take that next level. And not rely on guided meditations. Mm. 
So there's, okay. Guided meditations can be very powerful. Um, they're best done as a complement, though. So when there's already like a base meditation that we practice that we don't rely on any technology beyond uh, a stopwatch. Mm. And that is, you know, creating our own practice. Now, I think I'm actually going to take a course or not take a course, create a course, as I mentioned to you already in this, because I get this question a lot and I do live courses. However, um, people can sometimes feel a little bit daunted by mm. doing like a live course. They're like, I just want to learn, but I don't want to like have my face on the screen. And like, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely like, there's a reason why the live course is like the best, but at the same time, um, what is really the best is just learning. So I am, have been thinking about creating this recently. I have some like reluctancy around it just for, yeah, in the area of like respecting the lineage that it came from and stuff. And at the same time, there's this part of me that's like, it just needs to be like taught and, mm -hmm. and you know, because it's going to save a lot of people. So absolutely. what I would suggest without getting into that style, I don't know when you're going to release this um, next, podcast. Next Thursday. Next week next Thursday okay I probably won't have it done by then but um I'm gonna that's a little bit more complex to to share so I'm gonna go into another technique that can also be very powerful which is a mindfulness technique so a lot of what we actually practice are mindfulness practices not meditation practices um, any meditation that comes from the Vedic tradition which is what I am going to share in this program that just requires a lot further explanation and stuff um that's like say meditation however something that's very close to a meditation practice but is simply a mindfulness practice is a form of vipassana if you've heard of vipassana no it's like that 10 day silent really intense like you sit in silence for 10 hours a day and you're not mm, supposed to move Got it. it's really intense it's a lot and it's yeah 10 days long 10 hours a day full on but yeah. there's this one aspect of it that you focus on in the first three days and that is so I'll give your listeners two options with this mm. and the best would be you know do anywhere between 10 minutes if you can like think of it like a shower takes 10 minutes, you know, it's kind of like a mental shower. Yeah. And Ooh, I love that. I love my showers. I love my baths. I totally. I can do that. <laughs> so yeah, the mental shower and you basically, um, okay. 10 minutes a day or up to say two times, 10 minutes, two times, 15 minutes, two times, 20 minutes a day. And just sitting in a very comfortable position and watching your breath as a sound so mm. I'm actually right now creating my own meditation I didn't know I was going to say that but there you go I love so that. watching your breath as a sound 
noticing that when you breathe, there's this very subtle, subtle sound that comes into play. Let me just try it to make sure. Or imagining it as a sound, even if it doesn't feel super loud, just imagining this breath simply as a sound. And whenever you lose the sound of the breath, know that that's normal and that's actually supposed to happen. You're supposed, mm. and this is like the biggest misconception of meditation is people are like, oh my God, I got lost partway through. That means that I didn't do it right. And with some guided meditations and visualization practices, this is very important mm -hmm. um, because if we, if we don't, uh, like if, if we allow it all to like escape us, um, yeah, it's just going to be very challenging. Yeah. We're not anyway. like squeezing, squeezing the most out of that, that guided meditation. Like, and, and I'll give you a perfect example um, I was doing a guided meditation yesterday of connecting with my ancestors oh. and I got totally lost and I woke up and I was like, okay, I did not connect with my ancestors. <laughs> I got totally lost. So yeah, um, yeah I, I get that. It's like the benefits of the practice, like of guided meditations and of visualizations, like you really do need to pay attention. But what I'm describing right now, as far as just like listening to your breath as a sound inventing its own sound like you, we are creative enough to do that yes. so feel the breath in feel the breath out and witness it as a sound that you create whatever sound you create is correct just choose the sound that feels like the most effortless and like you're not actually trying yes. to make that sound so you don't want to be like like this isn't breath work right we're just pretending we're using our imagination to create a sound you will lose sight with that sound you will lose sight with that practice or with that um inhale exhale you're gonna find yourself in thoughts anytime you find yourself in thoughts think of that as a stressor or trauma like think of it as like you have in your body all of these little pebbles and every time you a thought comes up it's like a pebble of the pebble represents stress or fatigue or trauma or conditioning that is not helpful every time a thought comes up a pebble drops out so you become lighter and there's more space in your body because you've lost a pebble mm. and once you realize that you're thinking come back to the sound of your breath again and then a thought is going to come up again and just constantly do that cycle and um, that alone can be a very transformative meditation now mm -hmm. for um, I maybe this is how I'll because this is definitely tapping into the Vedic tradition so perhaps this will be the base of the whole program maybe that I'll put together Mm. Um, which hopefully will be done in like the coming months. I don't know. Mm. I have to design it still. And it's going to be pretty, like have a lot of information. So there's just a lot that I'll need to do for that. But the most important thing is just remembering that your breath is a sound, keeping in tune with that sound. You will forget the sound, come back to the sound mm. and constantly having that pattern of returning. But know that like there are activating meditations and visualizations. Like I also do like, 
I guide people through these like really intrinsic visualization journeys where like they interact with me through it. And cause I'm a very like visual person. Um, or I also guide just plain old meditations on like insight timer mm-hmm. or like different programs that I do or whatever. And these can be very activating and work after just like one practice to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it takes like 30 days. Sometimes you can do it just once. But with this practice that I'm sharing, it will have very, very profound effects if it's stuck to. Mm-hmm. So like the thing is, is like, if you're listening to this podcast, like not to sort of scare you or daunt you or tell you like, if you want to make a change, you have to stick to it. But it's true. If you want to make a change, you have to stick to it. So like quit coming up with excuses and just go into it. If you feel called to practicing and meditate, I literally just made this up. So maybe there's a reason why I like channeled it in. And if you miss a day, no problem. But the best thing to do is treat it like brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. So for example, like we brush our teeth, like most days, but there's definitely like some mornings or some evenings where we kind of forget or we're being lazy or yeah. whatever. Doesn't happen and, till 1 p.m., you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, oh shit. Or we wake up the next morning, you're like, why do I feel like my mouth is, it's oh hot. shit, I didn't brush my teeth last night? Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. It's fucking weird. You're breathing on your partner and your partner's like, what? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think my um, man does that to me on purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> I What's swear. Wrong with your <laughs> yeah yeah so um treating it like that and like really like sticking to the practice and I promise you I promise you that if you stick to it for give yourself like three or four months to yeah. just like give yourself the challenge two times five minutes a day anywhere as much as 15 even two times five, two times 10, two times 15. You don't really need to practice that much. I wouldn't suggest more than uh, two times 15 minutes a day because um, you actually do release a lot of stress and you want it to be sustainable. Mm, yes. Thank you for yeah, saying yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, cause imagine it as like a little, so just like as a disclaimer, what I just shared with you guys is not of a Pashana technique. I was going to introduce that, but then this other thing just came to me. So that's what yes. I shared. Um, but think of it as like a, like a tank filled with air or like a balloon. Think of it as a balloon filled with air. And we're just like, we want the balloon to be deflated. All of the air in the balloon represents conditioning, trauma, stress, fatigue, all that kind of shit. And every time we meditate, we're just like, letting a little bit of air out of the balloon. But if you let the whole balloon out, it goes like flying. It makes all this weird noises. And then it just like flops on the ground. Yes, That's not sustainable. So I just like also want to say like, it is actually not safe. If Mm. you're like, I just want to get into this and like practice for like two times an hour per day. Like, please do not do that because with this technique, like it is actually not safe with the amount that you're releasing to do it that much, unless you're a very advanced practitioner and have been practicing for like years. Mm. Like my practice is like kind of similar to that. It's like a little, it's pretty different, but kind of similar. And even I only practice that particular practice for two times, 30 minutes a day. And I've been Mm. practicing that particular practice for two years, for over Mm. two years. So it's like, 
a little goes a long way. Like you don't need, like, it's like the same again with brushing your teeth. If you try to brush your teeth for like half an hour, every single time you brush your teeth, your like gums are going to be so fucked up and like <laughs> yeah. all the enamel on your teeth is going to be removed. Like, it's just, you can't do that. There's yeah. a, you can overdo meditation. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. That, that's, so, that's such a great point because I think there's a lot of like resistance and shame around meditating because they think that they have to do it for like a really long time to get epic results if that makes sense you know um as if as if you're trying to achieve something which i also think is a little bit of a misconception too um and i i'm having so many like realizations for myself right now like i'm realizing that my resistance towards breaking up with guided meditations and having a self-guided practice is kind of like a trauma response. It's kind of like, uh, like my conditioning being like, Oh no, like I, I can't be in my own space. I can't be in my own energy. Like that's, I feel like that's a trauma response. So that was just like an aha moment for me, Jen. Thank you. Thank you for, for that space. And yeah, committing, committing to it, like stop making excuses. And I'm talking to myself right now, stop making excuses. Like I know I can tell I, I meditate every day, but there's just been this, um, yeah, this resistance towards not having my phone, not being in completely in my own energy. So I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm really excited. <laughs> I needed this. Wow. And- I'm so happy that like you asked me that question too, because like I said, I literally just invented that. I mean, I'm sure it's been invented before and maybe I just like rechanneled it from someone else, Mm. but, um, it was a gift. Yeah. I think that's like so much, so much more juice around this to share. Um, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it. that's That's like not all you need to know, but it's like, that's, perfectly enough to know to get started right yeah. now. Yeah. And and for the listeners too, I highly highly recommend if you haven't already started to to practice meditation. It's been such a, a game changer for me in my life and like Jen said, like it's not even something that I have to question doing anymore. You know, it's just my my mental hygiene, <laughs> right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's routine has been such medicine for me. And like, it is a part of my, my morning rituals. So for the listeners, like tap into that. If you've, if you've been getting those, the, what did you call them? Um, not intuitive nudge, but the charm, the charm. Yes. Yeah. If you've been seeing those charms, like trust it, this, let this be your sign. Let this be your invitation to like go there and to explore mm. that. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's like, and the thing is about this practice that I've shared, like it will make the charm more clear. Yes. Like Mm. if if you're like, my charm is hazy or I don't actually know what's charming because like, you know, to back to like the crystal meth addicts, like if, if what's going to feel charming for a crystal meth addict is more crystal meth. Mm, Yeah. You know, so um, when we establish ourselves in a state of being, just and by being, I mean, like connected to divine or connected to source, which is what this practice will do for you. 
it's going to be easier and easier and easier to listen to that source and to hear these intuitive pulls of charm and just play with it. Even if you're like, I'm not sure if this is really charm, but it kind of feels like it. Follow it anyways. Yeah. Like learn, learn as you go. Like you're not going to be fucking perfect at following charm right away. Like I still have moments where I'm like, wait, which thing is charming? They both (laughs) kind of feel charming, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I love this. Oh my gosh. Okay. We are like so over time because I, I know how I knew this is going to happen. <laughs> um, you know what? It doesn't matter because time is an illusion anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I just love these topics. So I know. I'm like, oh my God. Let me talk about it all the fucking live long day. <laughs> I swear. And it goes by like that when you're, when you're talking about it. Okay, so my last question for you, Jen, to wrap it up, and I ask every Mm -hmm. single one of my beautiful podcast guests this question, is how can the listeners make their success a more pleasure-filled experience? Yeah, I purposely didn't prepare my answer for this or even remember the question. Okay, how can the listeners make their success a more pleasurable experience? Mm, Yeah. And I don't want to say, I want to say something that can really be held. Hmm. Ground yourself in the pleasure period Mm. with, without, you know, what I mean by that is, is feel the pleasure even without success. So it's not like, what was the actual question again? What experience? Yeah. How can they make their success a pleasure, pleasurable experience? Yeah. So just find, establish yourself in, in a state of pleasure regularly so that whether it's success or failure, because failure needs to happen for success to happen, it's still going to feel pleasurable. Yes. To a degree. You can still cry and shit and have a bad day. Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but just like, you know, and do, as we mentioned before, do the things that raise your vibration that, that is like a scientific proven thing. Like go in quantum physics. When we do things that make us feel good, our vibration rises, pleasure is there. It's just like, that is what happens. Do something every single day that makes you feel that feels like a treat. That's good for you. Mm. So not like, I don't mean like take endless tequila shots, like do something that actually like feels really good for you and then work from that place so that no matter what, no matter how much you fail or how much you succeed or how much nothing happens or everything happens, it's all just going to feel pleasurable. Yeah. I have, I I literally was getting chills when you said that. That's like, Um, that was beautiful. Mm. Ground, ground yourself in pleasure, devote yourself to pleasure. That's how I live my life now (laughs) because I'm open to it and I feel deserving and worthy of it. And there's so, I think there's like a lot of fear around experiencing pleasure because there's so much like of thinking and feeling that they're unworthy of it. Mm -hmm. And let this be your your notification that you are, you are worthy of it unconditionally. 
um, you just get to tap into it more and choose it and experience it. Oh, experience all of the pleasure, find the pleasure in, I call it finding like the win in the woe, which is like finding the pleasure in the failure. Like you just beautifully stated because it's there. It's, yeah. it's always accessible. It's always there for you to tap into. And, mm. and every single, um, failure is also a success. Absolutely. There's no bypassing failure when you're on your way to success. Like it's, oh yeah, it's just a part of it. <laughs> Think of it as like, you know, when you jump, if you're trying to jump from like already standing super tall and like your legs are straight, it's very hard to jump. But the more you go down, think of going down as failure. The more you go down, the higher that you're able to jump. Yes. So like the more failure you have, the greater the success that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a space where you're like, nothing's working out for me. Oh my God. Just like change your fucking mindset and realize that success is already there. Yes. Okay. Can I just say like this entire conversation, you have the best fucking analogies and metaphors, like, <laughs> and you just like think of them on the spot too. I'm like, damn, like that would take me a really long time to think of a metaphor and you're just like popping them out. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And Jen, I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing you your medicine with my audience. Where can they find you? You can find me on the Instagram world. That's like, I guess my place or my website. Um, So my Instagram is jen.agostini, which is A-G-O-S-T-I-N-I, Jen with two N's. And um, yeah, my website is jenniferagostini.com. If you just go through my Instagram, you can find it. And yeah. You can reach me there. And if you have any questions, like if you're listening to this, you have any questions about like meditation or visualization or um, yeah, like anything that I've talked about and you're like, I just want some clarity on this. Like, feel free to send me a message. Um, I also do like free, like just like IG lives of like mindful Mondays every week. So like if your question like really requires like a huge explanation, I can always like do it on a mindful Monday and they stay around. So like, if you need to watch it on a replay, you can do that. Um, but yeah, like, please feel free, like for anyone listening to reach out if you're like this confused to me, or I just like, I have a question about this or whatever, because I'm more than happy to either like steer you to a resource or answer your question. If I know the answer, which hopefully I will. Mm. Beautiful. Yes. And your Instagram will be in the show notes. So my loves go give Jen a follow. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy we did this. Uh, This was so much fun. I knew it was going to be fun. Um, All right, listeners. Thank you so, so much. Be sure to follow Jen. Oh, and I was going to say, read her book, A Date with Rain. It's so beautiful. I I was telling her I've been reading a poem before I go to bed at night and I just love it. It's so soothing and mysterious Mm. and it's, it's yummy. It's so yummy. (laughs) Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. It's beautiful. So listeners check Jen out, get her book. We love you and have an amazing day. 
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Pleasurable Success Podcast. If you vibed with me and this episode, please be sure to share it with someone who you know will benefit from it and take a little screenshot, post it on IG, and be sure to tag me at Sarah Rose underscore D. That way I can say what's up and slide in your DMs. And of course, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified on when the next episode drops and that you're not missing out. Get out there, illuminate this world with your magic, and remember how worthy you are of having it all.